This is Fam Electric Ghost, and last night we did a Facebook Live performance in our full stagecraft, which means we wore our LED hoodie and phantom mask, and we used our um, Roll and Go mixer to put together a live performance. And this live performance featured a brand new song we called The Bar, The Bard and the Barmaid Fuck. So this episode is explicit, which we put the warning on if you don't like that. Um, then we also uh, used another song that we did a couple days ago called The Depth of Blue Pink Noise. We actually started off with The Depths of Blue Pink Noise <clears throat> and um, did a live performance of that. And then we, the rest of the concert was this basically this new song that we created on the spot, which is the bard and the barmaid fuck. And there's this story that Josephine came up with of a, um, like a poet going to a bar. He's getting plastered and getting out of, out of sorts. And he, he sees this barmaid and he totally gets a connection. And this connection becomes so apparent that they have a liaison, one night stand. And the whole song is about that collision of uh, synesthesia that caused that sexual encounter and we just uh you know used a typical hardware workflow to build this uh structure uh, we love to use the beatstep pro with the jdxi drum machines we were playing with you know 808s uh, 909 727s 627s uh, so those were the drum machines that we used <clears throat> with some beats that we had built and the chain patterns. He used the MX1 performance mixer in real time to do a lot of stuff with the big crush and the delay. We had our um, Moog and uh, DFAM running kind of in the background, not as heavy, um, but we used the System 1M, which we use a lot for atmospheric sound. You can see us triggering it with the Arteria BeatStep Pro. Cool thing about the BeatStep Pro that we still like to use in our workflow is the fact that it can control three synths. So it's controlling the JDXI drum machine and the System 1M, and then a second part of the JDXI, which we use like a baseline sequence that we can run through in a chain pattern. So what that allows me to do as a single artist uh, with the BeatStep Pro being up on a three-tiered level track, if you look at the YouTube video, it allows me to trigger things, kind of like people trigger with, you know, Novation keypads or MPCs <clears throat> or a Kai Forces or any kind of you know MIDI controller. I've been using this controller for a long time and it's been very useful. I've actually used it in New York City and Boston for live performances. So what we did, you know, these live performances tend to go like an hour. Um, we reached up to 500 people on our Facebook. We've got pretty good, uh, you know, attendance on our new channel page which is directly at phantom electric ghost so it's at phantom electric ghost on facebook you can find this concert we are going to be pushing it up to youtube and we did a, a couple edits um the initial we did an edit um that we worked on initially <clears throat> and then we're working with a video leap edit that we've uh we're actually uploading right now it's going to end up on youtube it's probably going to be the original version unedited uh 
uh, a video that version that we did with Splice to put it in a landscape mode, and then this video leap version that has effects added to the concert after the fact. Though on Facebook we did use an effect um, that crowd caused like multiple camera shots to occur on 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 the actual live presentation. So that is originally from the original show. Now, yesterday we saw that the UDO Super 6, their, their website finally has some information, has some good pictures of that synth. <clears throat> that synth is a real, um, you know, big desire for me because it, what the cool thing about that synth is it gives you something that's unique, but then is um, somewhat going backward in that it's got a workflow. It's kind of, you know, the, probably the best workflow on any synth since the Mini Moog is the Jupiter 8 workflow. Um, and I believe this, this the, the UDO Super 6 has a workflow that's very similar to a, to a Jupiter 8. And then, you know, the Juno 106 and the Juno 60 kind of dumbed that down a little bit. Well, but it looks like the UDO is kind of a, kind of a nod to both of those machines. Like the Jupiter 8 is like a, the best workflow of a polysynth I've ever seen. It's very intuitive, very easy to get this stuff. And then it's got the patch buttons and really simple to get into what you want to do. You don't have to dive down that far to figure out what's going on. <clears throat> Zero and 60 just made it a little bit more abbreviated, um, less less controls, less oscillators, less capability, um, but then unique sounds. Looks like the UDO is kind of a nod to both of those, but kind of moving, leaning more toward the Jupiter by giving you more knob functions, more sliders. And so that's cool. And there's no even, it doesn't even look, there's no LED on that machine at all. I'm not sure if they're going to create a way to like hook an iPad up to it to, to, to dive into anything, you know, in the firmware. Right now, it looks like their philosophy is everything should be on the panel and there's nothing you really need to dive down to. Not sure if there are shift buttons or anything. Apparently, when you look at it, it doesn't look like there's any kind of shift button or any kind of way to get to other features. <clears throat> but typically with the synth, because things come out, there's probably going to be some way to do some kind of key that you have to press to do something else. Cause there's always something that you end up forgetting and then they end up adding it, but we'll see if they've kept their aesthetic to like, not do that. Would sound like they said, well, if you're too complicated, don't do it. Um, so that's been their philosophy, which is pretty cool. And then the other synth that's pretty cool for the money is the hydro synth at 1300. And it's got the nod to the CS 80 with a ribbon strip and a polyphonic aftertouch, which even I don't think that this um, this synth has that. Uh, I'm not sure if the UDO has that. I gotta look at it. I don't, I don't see it clearly stated that it has it, so maybe it doesn't. The other synth that would compete directly with the um, Super Six is the actual Jupiter X. Now, Jupiter XM was kind of maligned by all the Behringer boys saying they wanted it to be fully analog and they were just slamming it. But then there's some pretty really, there's really good um, re, uh, YouTube videos out there showing that the XM actually has like all these filters, kind of like what the system A has. And the combination of all the filters with the five parts gives it a capability that a Jupiter 8 can't do. And so the Jupiter XM actually looks better than it seems. Seems like it's a good replacement for JDXI, though it doesn't have the full analog part, so maybe that's not correct. But it does have 
like the four part, five part that my JDXI has that I use in the concert I just talked about. Because the JDXI, because it has the drum machine part, you can run it through MIDI with a sequencer. It's running a totally separate lines. And then you can actually have it run on one of the synths, like a bass line. And then on another synth, I was able to do a MIDI through and pull a System 1M through it. So there's a lot of capability with that that synth. And it looks like since the five-part structure that's similar to what's on a JDXI is in the XM, now you can have like a Juno 106, Polyphonic SHO, SH101, Jupiter 8, you know, uh, all those synths running simultaneously along with drum machines, which is pretty powerful. So if you look at that and you're trying to do performance, and you don't want a real big thing to lug around. Um, Jupiter XM is a pretty good concept. If you're a DJ that's moving toward actually doing live performance, the Jupiter XM is a pretty good machine. If you link that with an Akai Force or even a BeatStep Pro or any other MIDI controller system, you could do a lot of damage. You know, when you play, you could have a lot of things going on. So the Jupiter X just gives you the full workflow of a Jupiter with those same capabilities. And I'm not sure if it has a sequencer, it seems like it just has um, the arpeggiator, which is kind of a loss. So then that leads you to say, okay, with all these synths, including the Matriarch and Hydrosynth and, and the UDO Super 6, what's the other synth I want? What I've been talking about is the new Phantom. Because the new Phantom does a couple of things. It actually has analog filters analog circuits and it actually has you know separate outputs for those filters and I think inputs as well <clears throat> so that's one of the things that, that the Jupiter XM and the Jupiter X are missing so then you're like rolling like why did you do that it's like if you put the analog filter on the Jupiter XM and the Jupiter X I think people would have been jumping up and down saying they love it but they put more of the, the analog behavioral modeling filters on those synths, but they actually put the real analog filter into the Phantom. But then they don't have the full plug-out capability of the X or XM on the Phantom. They've got it more like uh, the, the, the like super uh, natural engine. So it has a bunch of stuff coming from this like supernatural engine, which basically, you know, you can get Jupiter A pads and stuff on it, Kind of like on a Juno. My Juno has stuff from the D50. It's got Juno stuff. It's got Juno 106 stuff. It's got Juno 60 stuff. It's got Jupiter 8. So it's got all this stuff is like in it as supernatural sounds. So sim similar to the big module, the Integra 7. So it seems like it's got like an Integra 7 kind of core, which the Zen core seems to have, with some analog behavioral modeling that's in there. It's got like a D50 partial capability with a virtual joystick. But then what's really cool is got the RD piano. So, so since I'm a keyboard player, having the RD piano engine in there is pretty cool. And the fact that it looks like maybe it could bring other engines in. I did put a call in the Sweetwater to say, can this thing do plug out like a System 8? And it said, well, basically no. Um, so that's kind of a, a, a disappointment because you want to like, you know, if you're going to have an all-in-one machine, they seem to have all the parts. But I think they want people to have a reason to get the Jupiter would be the plug out. So that's disappointing. But if you're going to do 
one synth and you got to perform and you want to, you know, use it in your studio, the FAM looks like a really good choice. If you want a performance synth that's purely performance and you want to do something that's different to everybody else and have a different sound, well, you got to wait because it's not out and we don't know when it's coming. Um, but the UDO Super 6 looks like a good good synth. Uh, to give you a unique sound, it's a synth that I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward. Um, next to the Matriarch, I kind of go back and forth between the Moog Matriarch because that paraphonic powerhouse and it's got all these modules that you can't get from Moog. Um, the CP3 mixer, you know, it's got all these like awesome modular parts and then a real analog delay. <clears throat> but then Matriarch has the same kind of issue in that the grandmother had an uh, analog uh, spring reverb and then they don't put it in a matrix. So they basically, there's a reason to buy it. There's a reason to buy the, the grandmother to get the spring reverb and use it kind of like an effect pedal and then have that chained to a matriarch they, and then use the delay and a reverb, but you know, it's an expensive delay, you know, it's seven, $800 machine just to get the reverb out of it. But there are things in the, in the, in the, um, grandmother, it's like more portable. It gives you a lot of capability. You can get like three oscillators out of it, maybe even four because you can turn the LFO into an oscillator. So it's pretty powerful. And up until the matriarch, it's a really good choice. Uh, so if you wanted the lead machine and you don't want to get a mini Moog and you want that, that modular sound of the CP3 mixer and those capabilities, and it can do paraphonic sound, it can do paraphonic. But the matriarch's got the four oscillators, it's got the stereo path um, with the stereo filters, the stereo VCAs, um, stereo delay. So, you know, if you're into that, that's pretty cool. Again, if you're into the ghost, we're always looking for people to give us uh, sponsorships. You can become a subscriber. You can be a sponsor. We have a Patreon. If you if you donate to our Patreon more than $20, we'll send you a hard copy CD from Amazon.com of our OPZ album, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb. All you got to do is do a voice memo on Anchor. Give us your Instagram username, and then we'll send you a direct message to get information on where to mail it once we see that you've sent your donation in. Either way, also, if you become a subscriber and you do the $9 per month and you do it for more than two months, then we will send you a copy of the album. Once you've passed the two-month point, we will send you a copy of The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb. So, um, we thank everyone for listening to The Ghost. We have our press release out. You can link to that. You can check out our uh, Facebook page, which is at Phantom Electric Ghost. We have a blogger page, Phantom Electric Ghost on Blogger. And uh, we hope to talk to you again. If you're a band and you want to talk to us, it's the same drill. Send us a voice memo with your Instagram username, and we'll put you on the schedule. Thank you very much.
And I don't know what to 